Follow us on Twitter, ESPN Syracuse, ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW postgame show. Uh, that it is. I don't know what we're going to do. We might we might change the sign on the door and call it the 315 at some point. Uh, whatever we call it. I'll be here until 4. The phone lines will be open till 4. Axe will be here after that. The phone lines are probably going to be open. You're out there. You've got thoughts. Syracuse, and it's amazing. Syracuse just played a tournament basketball game that ended on a buzzer beater, and somehow within 15 minutes of the end of that game, we're not talking about it anymore. It's been that kind of year. It has been uh, that kind of year. Back to the phones. Ted in Pittsburgh is with us. Ted, how are you today? Good afternoon, sir. I had to dump, uh, duck into a conference room to take the call real quick, but thanks for uh, thanks for getting me on. Um, did you have any idea why Gerard was not in the post game presser? I I can um, I can speculate on this for you, Ted. Uh, normally in a tournament, like it's not that schools have no um, say who goes to them. I'd say normally in a tournament scenario, you generally bring up the coach and like the two players that played the best game, but. Like, okay. But I'd say this also, Ted. Uh, I, I to basically get where you're going at. Like, if Syracuse wanted Gerard to be there, they he he would have been there. I, I think back to last okay. year, like, but Buddy was at the post game press conference at the, after the Duke game. He didn't play, and so like it's a two way street. Nor normally you bring you know the people that had the biggest impact in the game, because normally the press conference is about the game, and then you know that that turned into anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I kind of want to want to apologize. I, I feel terrible that I bashed Benny Williams, but 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 Coach said it best in a press conference. I mean, and Benny said it best. I mean, you gotta you gotta man up and just keep working. But man, that kid's impressive. But what what a game! But as far as Gerard, I thought for a senior, he obviously didn't have his best game. But what really irritated me is is on a couple of those drives where he got the ball stripped from him, he, and the ball was even loose, and it wasn't even in the uh, the opposing player's hands. Mm-hmm. He didn't even go after the ball. Then you have Copeland out there diving all over with, with the energy that he brought to the game, and then Vito said it best. I mean, I mean, Judah and Gerard missed so many shots that they normally do not miss, and it was just unfortunate. It was a great back and forth game. I thought that first five to ten minutes of the of the first half of Syracuse's best offensive game. You know, they were moving the ball, they were fluid, um, et cetera. But as much as I appreciate Joe Girard, I really do not want this guy back next year. Um, in the construct of the team, I'd love him to go into the transfer portal and try to get that, that local kid back from Notre Dame uh, and see if he can play, you know, JJ, see if he can play at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my hot take is that Judah will not – and of the NBA draft, he will transfer. No, I'd say it's all in play. Like Ted, you know what? I, I'd say like if it was five years ago, I'd say that is all crazy. Everything you just said is crazy. In 2023, I'd say, yeah, that could all happen. Like, it, hey, not a single thing you said if it happened would I fall over stunned. Uh, not not a single thing. Even though five years ago, every bit of it would be uh, would be nuts. And th- that's college basketball <laughs> these days, right? Like yeah. you can you can just say anything like that. Yeah, that might happen. <laughs> I got yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy off season. Looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll be talking, uh, you know, talking to you throughout the off season. Uh, yeah, and uh, Ted, thanks as always uh, for the call. Like it, it start. I mean, it started. Maybe like there could be an NIT. There could be. Uh, who knows? I, I I don't know. Syracuse does the CBI, the CIT. What what the hell else still exists? I don't know. 
Like, who cares about those things? I, I doubt Syracuse would play in anything below the NIT. And people say, oh, you got to qualify for the NIT. It's harder to get in now. Yes, yes. But the rules are way less strict than the NCAA. Like, if they want to put Syracuse in the NIT for the sake of a TV brand uh, thing, like, the asks will be made behind the scenes. Answers will be known on that. And that could be tied into is Jim Beheim coming back. That could be tied into other things. But again, the NIT releases their bracket on Sunday night. The transfer portal opens on Monday. Jim Beheim is still the coach of Syracuse basketball? Question mark? And it's only Wednesday afternoon. I need a nap. How are we going to figure all this out? Well, heck if I know. Maybe Matt knows. Matt, welcome. Do you know? What's going on, Matt? Govendo knows. You, you tell us. What's... I call, I'm calling to ask you, man. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, John... I, 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 did he just announce his retirement without renounce, announcing his retirement? Like, who plays those kinds of games? I mean, there's a 100% chance he might have just done that because that, that might have been him saying that he's done. But he didn't, I, actually, he didn't actually say it. I know that. I'm confused. I want to know what the heck that meant. i also been hearing inner rumblings that there was going to be an announcement at some point, whether it's a, another year or calling it quits soon. So I think this is just, I think he's done. I also think you're going to see half the roster flip, either leave or transfer. Um, don't want to see that because we're going to have to hit the portal hard. But I'm not really sure what to think right now. I'm kind of baffled. How about you? Uh, yes, completely baffled, and the portal, I mean, these are things. Now, the portal opens Monday. You're not required to put your name in on Monday. It's just your first opportunity, but I would imagine there is more than one player on the team whose decision may or may not hinge on Jim Beheim's uh, decision and or, okay, how long can you wait? Who's the next head coach? Is it Red? Is it Jerry? Is it somebody not named Red or Jerry. Do you want to play for Jim? Do you want to play for Je Jerry? Do you want to play for Red? Do you want to play for somebody else? Like, there's a lot of variables uh, here, Matt, that I, I think this is going to be as fascinating as Syracuse basketball uh, march that they're not really going to partake in that I can uh, ever think of. Like, usually it's fascinating, right, because of the games. Uh, this year it's going to be fascinating because of everything happening off the court. And there's no there's no chance that we play in a, a postseason tournament, whether it's the CBI or or the NIT. I wouldn't rule that out either. I, I'd say there's there's a chance they play in the NIT. Like it's very possible Jim Beheim's the coach of the team next year, and they're on the road for some random NIT game on Tuesday night. Like I I wouldn't rule that out either because you know you put Syracuse basketball on TV and people watch. Like that's a that's a thing the NIT generally would like in, in most scenarios. I, I heard they potentially wanted Syracuse in last year. They had a losing record. They, they at least got a winning record this year, so I wouldn't rule that out. Like I, I don't know if it's a strong possibility, Matt, but I wouldn't rule that out either. My emotions are going all over the place. I can't take it anymore. All Thanks, right. Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That is uh, uh, Matt there chiming in here as, yeah, what's happening? I don't know. Does anybody know? No. Jim Beheim says we know based on what he said. Um, the award-winning and Hall of Fame reporters in Donna DeTota and Mike Waters, they sounded very confused. If Mike and Donna are confused... Then we all get to be confu confused too, gosh darn it. Because, yeah, that, that's how it's going to go. All right, back to the phones. This is Jim in Pennsylvania who's now in Greensboro. Jim, you're all over the place. Welcome. Well, that's because for the entire 54 years of my life, I've been going to games, is, again, since I can remember. And despite apparently being, if you're one of the people that calls in, you're not a real fan, 
I picked up with my son, one of my sons, and, you know, we're here in Greensboro and leaving early. would have been nice to hang and watch another game maybe if we'd felt in the mood, but this is hard to take in the sense that, you know, there's people that tell me, grow up, get over it. It's just a sport, no big deal. But this is what I do in the winter into what used to be into the spring uh, years ago. And it's just hard to watch. And, you know, I, I called in a few times. I have never criticized a player or a kid ever because I think that's, you know, that, that's, that's not who I am. I love the program. I have been praiseworthy or Jim has been praiseworthy on more occasions than these 50, you know, nearly 50 years than anyone could count. He has everything everyone says in terms of a Hall of Famer. He deserves the respect, but it's just this trend line. And, and, you know, now to create this bizarre world, we're leaving to go out to the car. And my other son's texting saying, I literally just witnessed maybe one of the most bizarro human interactions in history between JB, Donna, and Mike. That sounded like it was someone in a, you know, uh, a, a therapy session who wasn't connecting to reality. Well, who's, I don't know, your, their decision. It's just weird. And to now put this on the tail end of such a, an, another rough season, you know, last year we finished below 500. This year, oh, we got to two games over 500. And it's everyone saying the portal opens Monday. Is he back? Is he not back? It just. You know, I, I hate to say anything that sounds like it's being ageism in any way, but, you know, when you already have a history of being combative with the press and kind of going against whatever the, the popular think is, and now you want to add to it at the end to create more uncertainty for a program with fans like myself who drive to Greensboro. Last time I was here, by the way, talk about night and day. Brian, the last time I was in Greensboro was December the 6th, 1989. Okay. All night on the radio station, it was about how Aunt B from Mayberry had died. She lived here in North Carolina. Every freaking story on the radio was about Aunt B. That's what they had to talk about in Greensboro. But guess what? We had Derek and Billy and Stevie, and we were number one in the nation, and we stomped. We didn't stomp them. We came out stomping them, and they came roaring back Duke, who was third in the nation, when they had Hurley and Leitner, and we won in overtime when David Johnson from Morgan City, Louisiana, went to the free throw line as a freshman and hit clutch free throws. I want to get back to that. Is that a crime? Is it wrong to call in and say, can we recruit better kids? Can I stop hearing how kids don't want to come to upstate New York anymore? Really? Marquette's in the top ten. Have you been to Milwaukee in the winter? You know, have you been to Lawrence, Kansas? Not exactly Shangri-La. Why can't we get the kids and get back to winning? And so the people like me who spend the money, who love it, spend time with their families, making memories, can have them be positive, fun ones again when we're doing things and winning and making runs. Is that too much to ask? No, I don't think it is. And I, honestly, uh, Jim, I, I think that's why a lot of fans are frustrated because Syracuse has been there. Like some of these other programs, and I have been to Milwaukee in the the winter. It's cold, but great people. I actually enjoyed our trips to Marquette over the yeah, years. It's not about the people. It's the same thing with Central New York. Yeah. Hey, JB's the first one to say, yeah. oh, well, you know, hey, we're here in the triangle today. It was 73 here yesterday. You're right. You're not going to compete with that in upstate New York. But you know what? I'm pretty sure we should be competing based on we help kids get to the next level. That's what it used to be. Hey, you met Deion Waiter's lottery pick. You met Billy Owen's lottery pick. Gary Coleman, number one overall in the draft. Like, 
We used to get those kids, and I don't buy that they don't want to come to upstate New York anymore. There's got to be other things that are a part of it, and we, we need to figure it out, whether it's with Jim, but this uncertainty isn't helping get better. I just want to see better because that's what we used to be. There's the five winningest programs in the history of college basketball are Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina. Oh, and Syracuse. And we have certainly gone against that trend line. And I know Carolina is terrible this year, too. Um, you know, and Duke's had a down year here once in a while and a blue moon in the last 30. But our trend line of those five programs, and Kentucky's been bad, too. But still, it's, it's come on. we got to do better. we got to figure it out, whatever it is. We owe it to the history of the program and, and to JB, to his legacy. Don't leave it like this. Like, I mean, leave it if he's going to retire, but don't leave it in uncertainty. You know, Roy Williams, you know, uh, 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 Jay Wright, those guys did it classy by just waiting until the season was over, then saying, hey, I'm done. I don't need Coach K fanfare, everybody kiss my ring nonsense. Um, and that's great if he does it, but please let people know what you're doing so we can praise you or figure out if next year we can finally get a better trend line started. Well, I, 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 Jim certainly didn't do any of the above options today. He, he, it was very Bayheim today. It was, uh, it was very Jim, better, worse, or otherwise. And that's what I think what everybody here loves and hates about him all at once. Now, I still don't know what the hell happened after today's game, but my goodness, we're going to talk about it for uh, until uh, we, we, something else happens. Uh, Jim, always good to chat. Uh, safe trip back to Pennsylvania. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon, okay? Thanks, Brian. That is uh, Jim in Pennsylvania from Greensboro on location. One of our callers, one of the 22. He goes to the games, people. Like Paulie, he gets in the car and goes to the games. He knows in a car right now, maybe in a truck. Wayne, Wayne's here. How you doing, Wayne? Hey, Brian. Uh, great call by Jim. Oh, Jim's uh, the best. And, you know, I wish Beheim had just started his answer with Riddle Me This. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's but- auditioning for the next Batman movie. I don't know. I mean, today's game, to me, felt like a microcosm of the season, and then it was cemented even more by the press conference. Um, I, I, he could have he said, yeah, I want to coach next year, but it's not my decision. He, he could have put some, cert, not even certainty, but he could have at least made his feelings known, even though it might not be his decision. It's just, man, it's left everything up in the air for everybody else to figure out, and that's only going to recruit or hurt the chances of any of these guys coming back, and it's going to hurt the chances of getting good recruits. And I, I, I think, I just think he, that was a piss poor answer. I'm sorry. It was uh, it was an excitingly interesting answer. I'll give it that way, because I don't know what the hell happened. But I, I don't either. <laughs> it was, and it's it's amazing. Like that was a wild basketball game. Like a wild game, good, bad, and otherwise. And we're not talking about it a lick. We're not talking about it a lick. And I give the kids credit, man, because it looked like early part of the second half, while well, I was listening to it on the radio at that point, but it sounded like this was just going to be another one of those yeah. double-digit losses, and they fought back. They made it exciting. I had to pull over and watch the end, and it was great, but... Yeah, here we are talking about Jim again. <laughs> that we are, Wayne. That we are. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, as always. Maybe by the next time we talk, we'll, we'll know an answer to the question. Pro- probably not. Probably not. All right. Everyone who's on hold, hang there. Stefan, John, we'll get to you when we come back. Phone lines remain open at 315-437-7644. Much more to come of our Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW post-game coverage right here. And got you up till four. Axe is coming in 
after that. Maybe Axe can figure it out. Who's uh, New House and Night is after that? Maybe they can figure it out. Who else do we have out there that can figure it out? Who do we got? Steve will be back tomorrow. Paulie, maybe. Maybe they maybe they'll figure it out by noon. Maybe, maybe Mike will figure it out later. Who's going to figure it out? Jordan. Jordan is looking through the window. Jordan is going to figure it out. Jordan's going to figure it out. Maybe he's figured it out already. Maybe he'll come in during the break and tell us that he figured it out. I don't know. Maybe if you if you have figured it out, you call in and tell us. 315-437-7644. They're already at halftime in the next game. Who's on my TV? Jim Beheim. Saying what? Probably a bunch of crazy stuff that we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's almost like he's programming the station. It's a hell of a thing. We're back after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW postgame show. It's still the is it still the post game show? What are we doing here? I don't know. There was a game earlier today. Syracuse did not win it. Our post game show is about other things. This is the story of our lives. This is the story of our lives. As are our great callers, all twenty two of you and more at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. One of our reliable group is the great Stefan and Utica. Stefan, hello. How are you today? Hello, Brian. Good afternoon. Good to hear. Good to hear from you, Stefan. What's on your mind today? Now, a, a couple of things. Now, did, being able to play in the JMA Wireless Dome used to be a big attraction for kids to come to Syracuse. Back in the day, being able to play in that dome was an attraction. I don't know if it is anymore. Now, about the game, I think that uh, towards the end there, when Gerard tried to make that shot, he rushed. What was the rush with that shot? And number three, I think... Uh, it's up to Mr. Wildhack, it sounds like, if Coach comes back or not. Uh, I'll sort of go reverse order here. I'd say it's up to, it sounds like John Wildhack, Kent Siverud, everybody on the board of trustees. Like it's That's not going to be a one-person decision uh, if, it, if the option's open to him. And uh, Yes, Stefan, I, I do think there was a little more time uh, for Joe. The shot clock was, had about, what, four or so seconds left on it, so there wasn't a ton of time. Uh, but there was more than none. And Stefan, I'll agree with you. I don't think that I think the dome is still an attraction. It is not the attraction that it was in, in the mid '80s when it was new and interesting, when it would uh, pop up on ESPN on Monday nights when not every game in college basketball is on TV. So yes, yeah, Stefan, I think that has changed a lot. I think it all goes into it. Thank you, Brian. And we're gonna. I hope for the best for this uh, basketball team and the program. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stefan. Always good to hear from uh, Stefan in Utica. We'll keep it rolling at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. John in Liverpool is with us. John, hello. Well, I've been talking about uh, Benny Williams all year. That he can make a three point shot. Had a great game today. Stretched the defense. That that three point shot he made at the end of the game there just proves in clutch time he can make a three. He could have easily been playing the small forward. He can slash. He can rebound. 
like I say, to me, this if if I was the making the lineup, it would have been Benny at small forward, Malik at power forward, and Jesse Edwards. That would have been my lineup. But I'm really calling to uh, talk about uh, Coach Bayheim. It sounded to me kind of like if the university offered him like. Uh, what Coach K and uh, Roy Williams have, like a a goodwill ambassador type of thing, that uh, that's what he's looking for. He wants something like that, like they have. I don't know. That's the way I read it. What did you guys think? I, you know, I I think John, that was part of it. Now, when does he? Would he like something like that to start? Is a is another question. But and I'd say you know you give Jim Beheim a job in, in fundraising or whatever. Just you know, goodwill guy of the university, like. He ain't leaving. Like Jim's gonna. He said it. Like whenever he retires, he he's not moving. Like he might live in Skinny Atlas more often than Syracuse, but he you know he can hop in the car for twenty five minutes and and be right back here. But yeah, I I think he pretty much laid it out. Mike Bray, Roy Williams, Coach K, lots of people uh, do stuff like that. And uh, yeah, whenever the day is, John, I think Jim would be. I, I don't think you could have a more valuable asset in that role as Syracuse University than keeping a guy like Jim Beheim in the fold for what however you designed a gig like that. Thanks, guys. All right, that is John in uh, Liverpool. Man, uh, John, John proven right today on uh, Benny, at least uh, at least for today. Uh, over the course of the whole season, I don't know, but we saw, uh, at least today, we, we saw Benny Williams unlocked a little bit. He was great. He was great. 18 points, 11 rebounds, hustling his butt off, saving balls. He was getting hugged by TV Teddy, like, a lot. TV Teddy had a weird game today, man. Weird game uh, for Teddy. Can't explain that. Anyway, uh, back to the lines. Uh, Steve in North Syracuse is with us. Steve, how you doing? Oop, uh, hang on, up. Steve. I, I didn't hit the button to turn you on. Now you're on, Steve. How are you? Well, I, I, I don't know how I'm, uh, how I'm doing. But, uh, <laughs> Join the party. Um, firstly, on the game, uh, obviously Wake had decided to focus its defense entirely on our big three, and they did a great job on them. And it left it to... Uh, uh, Williams and Bell and also Copeland to try to make up for that and those guys actually did a great job and helped keep us in the game. Eventually the, the big three got something approaching their normal numbers but Gerard, uh, uh, who was two for eight and had four turnovers seemed to miss shots and make turnovers at absolutely critical points in the game so it came off as a really horrible game for him and, and his critics will be quite loud because of it. Um, if Benny Williams had played like he's done in three of the last four games, the Pitt game, the, the Tech game, and, and, and today, all season long, uh, you know, we, we'd probably uh, have 25 wins and be ranked in the top uh, <laughs> excuse me, in the, in the top 25. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe he'll come back and be that kind of player for us next year. We may well need that. Uh, I thought the, the press once again came to our rescue. Uh, it's, uh, it did what it almost always does. It speeds up the other team. They stop scoring, and it energizes our guys, and we start scoring. And uh, a lot of the numbers that uh, uh, the three J's got today came after we put on the press, and, and now everything was looser, and they were able to make, make their moves. And <coughs> Jim, 
Excuse me, Jim. Actually, his uh, post-game, immediate post-game comments uh, talked about the press, and for one, uh, for the first time ever, he didn't denigrate it. He didn't say, "Well, it helped us a little bit." He said the guys did a great job on it. So, hope uh, this team could have been a lot better. I think if we made the press a regular part of our uh, defense instead of just using it in, in emergencies. Now, as far as the post-game thing, Jim has said for two years, a couple of years. Now, we've, we've got an ironclad plan in place for its succession. And listening to today's press conference, that didn't sound like it was the product of any ironclad plan. <laughs> uh, I also don't know what he was referring to Saturday that was, was his retirement speech. Uh, it does sound like he's asking the, uh, the administration to give him another job. Uh, and and then he'll he'll move aside, and I think that's what this really is about. Uh, so this may may well have been his last game. And I, I would have preferred it uh, if he'd uh, basically announced his retirement, announced that Red Autry is going to replace him, which I think is what's going to happen, and offered his full support to Red instead of jousting with 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 with, with the school over this thing. I, I think it was. The optics of that were really, really bad. Uh, the optics, uh, the optics were wild, uh, Steve. And uh, Steve is always uh, thanks to. The, I don't know what the optics are after this. The optics are all over. But uh, thanks as always for the call, uh, Steve. And uh, I, I'm sure we'll have many more optical situations here coming up over uh, the next uh, few days. Because who knows what's going to happen? Like, yeah, the, the the whole thing is great. Like, if there's actually a hang up, like if Jim wants to retire and the university has not like offered him a position of who the heck knows what then like what are we even doing um i i i mean i got no information on that one way or another that that would be among the wild things that have happened in the last month of which i have now officially lost count like if that was a thing that the university wasn't ready to olive branch gym a retirement gig of you know be our ambassador go raise some money do whatever like that i mean knock me over with a feather that would be just crazy for all parties involved so hopefully that's not the case but what what's gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Like Steve's plan there. Like if you're gonna retire, say say you're out. Red's the coach. Jerry's the coach. We're having a coaching search. And if it's Red or Jerry, like Jim will put his full support behind him, uh, be it now or later. But man, Syrac- Syracuse basketball ain't leading the league in optics here in the last month. They they're leading the league in optics, like crazy wild optics, not good ones. It's something. It's always something. Keeps our lives interesting. I'll give it that. All right. Back to the phone lines. I don't know if this is a legal name. Uh, Orange Bleeder in Rochester is with us. Orange Bleeder. Hello. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Look, I did not watch the game today. I listened to it okay. because I knew after 50 years of watching Orange basketball and going to Manly Fieldhouse when Roy Danforth was coaching, I knew better than to watch this today. But let me ask you something. How does a 47-year brain on the bench in an ACC tournament Go from a 10-point lead to a 13-point deficit. How do you flip 23 points and not be able to handle the stirrups of those horses? Okay? What does the university need to see after a couple of seasons of pulling the plug on Jim? When, when, what more do you need to see? If you're driving down the road, if we're driving the orange mobile down the road and it's overheating, starting to blow up, at what point do you pull over? and call the Uber to get you to a new coach. What point do you make a decision 
And for the university to not make a decision and let Jim do what he wants to, they're going to have 8,000 people in a brand new dome that they got to pay the bank to. Uh, well, I'm going to say they're not going to make the decision on a 23-point swing today, and then it did swing back 13 the other way. But, yeah, something like Orange Blader, uh, something, somebody has to decide and say something like, at some point because we're, we're to the point at the end of this, like somebody's got to say something in official manner. You're absolutely right on that. Well, absolutely. I, I think SU missed the, missed the ball on Danny Hurley. If it were me, I would have said, Jim, here's your gold watch. Danny Hurley is running the show now. What coach is out there at the end of the season that you're going to miss the ball on again this time? That, I say, like, if you, there's always another coach. Like, if you can go make the right, right hire and uh, orange bleeder, uh, do take that, get that taken care of. But uh, thank you for the call. Uh, th- there's always somebody out there. Like, if you're going to look outside the family, there's people out there. It's on making the right decision. Like, there's more than one great coach out there, there's more than one coach that wins games. Dan, Danny Hurley is a very good coach. He's he's kind of wild. I, I you know I don't I don't know how enjoyable he would be to work with for people around here. Like that's that's a different conversation. There's lots of people out there that can win basketball games, and you could also hire somebody that's going to lose basketball games. And there is no guarantee you're going to hire anybody that's going to do anything close uh, to what we've seen from Jim Beheim, uh, setting aside the last two years, but you know over the course of history. So man, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. Whose decision is it? What decision will they make? When will they make the decision? I don't know. All I know is that I'm reasonably certain, I think, that Jim Beheim most likely did not retire today. I don't think. Though, even though he may not have retired today, he might have coached his last Syracuse basketball game? Question mark. Yeah. Where are we on that? How does that sound? All right, we'll hit a break. 315-437-7644. 315-437-7644. I don't know if we're going to change the name of the show to the other show for the next 20 minutes. That seems silly. We'll probably just keep calling it the post-game show uh, until the end of the hour. Uh, no matter what we're going to do, we're going to keep the phone lines open. Your thoughts when we come back. 315-437-7644. If you want to talk about the game, that's lovely. If you want to talk about Jim Bam, that's what you want to talk about. We know it. That's lovely, too. Talk to you when we get back. QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is the Burdick Ford and Burdick Toyota pregame show. Here we are. Rolling along. Uh, it's still the postgame show, I think. Did that say pregame? I hit the wrong button. It's the pregame show. It's pregame for next year. We're here. I don't know. What are we doing? 315-437-7644. Is it pregame for next year? Maybe. Our pregame open and postgame open sound very similar, save for the word pre and the word uh, post. But phone lines open for ESPN 44. I'll be here with you for the next uh, nine more minutes and so. Time has flown here uh, this afternoon. If anyone would like to plan my show out for me tomorrow, uh, we were really counting on Syracuse winning the game today. Uh, but I suppose we'll probably still be talking about this. Somebody's going to have to say something by tomorrow afternoon. Yes. I didn't say they will have to decide anything, but somebody's going to have to say something. Right? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? My goodness. What a uh, what a day uh, this has been. What a day uh, this has been. Lots of calls calling in. Uh, we haven't heard from uh, the whole collection yet, but we've had a pretty good crew on the show today. I'm sure we'll hear from more of you uh, with Axe later on today than on all of our uh, programs tomorrow. Will Polly be back? 
I don't know. He's going to be uh, driving back from Greensboro. He, he may hustle extra fast to get back for uh, this spectacular stuff we got going on uh, tomorrow. Uh, will, will Joe Girard be uh, Syracuse's basketball coach and starting quarterback next year? That That is going to be, that, like, that's in play. It's all in play. There's nothing uh, not in play. Uh, will Greg Paulus coach both the basketball and football teams? Like, I feel like just saying any kooky words in order out loud right now is all possible. It is all possible. That Jim Beheim post-game press conference today, and we have had some uh, doozies this year. We have had some extra spectacular doozies this year. But that was, if that was Jim Beheim's final post-game press conference, man, the Hall of Famer kept it in the Hall of Fame on the way out the door. Because <laughs> he said I'd be exactly clear. While being as far from clear, intentionally so, as any human being could have ever been. But Jim Beheim will either be back next year or he won't be back next year. And uh, he has feelings on it, maybe, but the university is going to decide. Or perhaps Jim will be working a different job for the university. Maybe he'll be an usher at the Dome or a fundraiser. Or um, we, we don't have a golf team anymore. Maybe he'll maybe he'll become the golf coach again and we can get that up and running. Uh, you know, there has been talk of a women's golf team over over the years. Maybe Jim can get that cooking. Uh, and then uh, maybe Judah will be back or not. Maybe Joe will be back or not. Maybe Jesse will be back or not. Maybe Chris Bell will be back or not. Maybe Malik Brown will be back or not. Maybe Samir Torrance will be back or not. Maybe Justin Taylor will be back or not. Have I mentioned Benny Williams? Maybe he will be back or not. Munir Hema, maybe he'll be back or not. Remember Peter Carey? Well, you saw him play like that one time a long time ago. Maybe he'll be back or not. Is that everyone? I forget somebody? Probably. Maybe Cordier Copeland will be back or not. Have we answered any of these questions yet? Maybe Red Autry will be back or not. Maybe Jerry McNamara will be back or not. Maybe Alan Griffin will be back or not. As we sit here on Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023, at 3.49 in the afternoon. We know less about the future of the Syracuse basketball program than any point in the last 47 years. We know less right now about the future of Syracuse basketball than we have since the day Jim Beheim got the job. I'd imagine had Sports Talk Radio existed back in 1976 when Jim was hired and when Roy Danforth left for Tulane, like that would have been a pretty big day on these airwaves had these airwaves existed uh, back then in this form. Oh, my goodness. Tulane? What? How dare he? But then, you know, new guy got the job, reeled into pretty big recruits in quick fashion and Louie and Bowie, and off they went. There has not been this lack of information about the future of Syracuse basketball in any day in the last 47 years. Not one. Like, even when... Even when the whole second probation happened, the, the 2015 no tournament, Jim Bam suspended 2016, the official plan to hand it off to Hopkins and it didn't happen... Like, even though that all went, like, different than it was announced to have gone, like, there were plans out there. Now, different things happened, 
but there was still less uncertainty. Right now, there is no certainty of anything for next year. We don't know who's going to be on the team. We don't know who's not going to be on the team. We don't know who's going to be coaching the team or on the staff. We don't know anything. Anything. I realize that some programs go through this all the time. Some programs probably go through this every four to five years. And you know who talks about those programs? Nobody. Nobody cares. But man, this is wild. This is wild. Because what do we know right now? This whole season has gone on, and I feel every day we know less than we knew the day before. We know less, like actively less. I'm sure Brent will play back parts of that press conference coming up in the next hour, and we certainly will we'll get back to it uh, tomorrow during the show. But like the two main well, a series of questions and then follow-up questions in that press conference were asked by Donna Detota and Mike Waters. Both appear on these airwaves all the time. Both have worked for the Post Standard and Syracuse.com for a very long time. Uh, Mike is in the uh, Hall- Basketball Writers Hall of Fame, inducted last year. Uh, both Mike and Donna have won uh, the New York State Sports Writer of the Year Award. And that's uh, in New York State. Some states, uh, that's an easier award to win. In New York State, that is a very hard award to win because uh, New York City exists. Both of them have been honored at the top, the very top of their profession by people that know. And they, you could hear the exasperation and befuddlement in their voices at the press conference, like asking questions they knew had to be asked, not having a single clue what kind of answer they might have gotten back. It's possible when Donna asked the first question, like, Jim, will you, do you know if you'll be back next year? Like, I, I think that's how she phrased the initial question. Was You know, it was pretty wide open. Like, do you know if you'll be back next year? He could have just said, no, I don't. Like, that could have been it. He could have just said, no, I don't know. But, man, many, 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 many other things were said than that, which all resulted in a whole ball of nothing that was actually... Concluded. Like, will Jim Beheim be back as head coach next year? My sense after listening to that is no. That's my sense. But did Jim Beheim retire this afternoon? He did not. Whether <laughs> did Jim Beheim think he retired this afternoon? I don't think so, but I don't know. Will Jim Beheim actually retire? Like tomorrow, Friday, Monday? Like, will he retire? Because I Something's got to happen with this soon, right? It has to. Selection Sunday is Sunday. If Syracuse is to play in the NIT or something else, that stuff comes out later on Sunday night. Like, if you are Syracuse, are you going to agree to play in one of those things without knowing answers to these questions? Like, when you, like, the NCAA tournament, they don't call you to ask if you want to go. They tell you you're in or not. Like, the other tournaments at least make sure you you want to be a part. Like, the NIT doesn't want to be, like, in the, the sixth seed and the whatever, and the NIT is Syracuse, and then get the phone call. Yeah, we're, we ain't doing that. That's not how that works. They, like, everyone's got to turn their keys on that. The transfer portal opens at midnight going into Monday. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. That is happening here in the next few days. Like when, when when is Jim going to meet with John Wildhead, Kent Siver, the board of trustees, whomever he's going to to meet with? Like when when is this going to happen? What are they actually going to discuss? It's all something. It's all something because that game ended. There was a buzzer beating, essentially win against Syracuse in a game that ended less than two hours ago. That felt like it was seventy eight years ago. 
That happened today. I'm quite certain that happened today. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Maybe by 2 o'clock tomorrow we'll know something. Or not. We'll talk about it one way or another tomorrow on the 315. I'll be back with you then. X-Men on the block. Coming up next. Thanks for hanging with us today on the extended postgame show here on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.